the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Plumber Crack. Don't just hit the pipe, fix it. My name's Aaron here, personal pals Brick. Hello. And we have old Nico. Hello. Uh, personal pal Dave is on assignment. He is uh, high on crack. Today our episode is about summer reading lists and summer reading in general. It's summertime currently. In fact, this personal pal is reaching the end of his summer break. The classes for my summer classes start in about a week. Actually, exactly a week from tomorrow. So I'm facing down the end of my summer. But for others, summer is just beginning or is blossoming. And we wanted to, to think about the idea of summer reads and summer reading lists from school, especially. Uh, Brick, this was your topic. Talk to us about the idea of a summer reading list for you. What did it mean to you? What was important about them or not? And what's your kind of uh, what's your question here for us? I think one of the things about inter- that's interesting about just the idea of like assigned summer reading is I think a lot of people look at it maybe nostalgically. But also it's seen as an annoyance or... Mm, like homework uh, in the summer. Yeah, homework. And it's one of those things where I think our perspective changes on it when we don't have to do it. Right. Were there memorable summer reads for you from schooling? Not really, to be honest. I'm, I'm trying to... I don't know if I can think of specific books. I never had a... I'm sure we had lists. I never yeah. uh, worked with them. I did summer reading just through my own like volition, like the library and stuff like that. Yeah, I did a lot of that too. Yeah, I, I liked lists better. I remember that, mm. like when you knew, you know, you could pick one of these five books. Yeah. I believe that's how I read um, Slaughterhouse Five for the first time. Hmm. I saw the summer reading list before twelfth grade, maybe eleventh. Yeah, I liked that approach better, where it was like, you just got to read this summer and like here's some options, as opposed to, um, just like here's a book because if you don't like it, you don't like it. Right trying to keep the learning going nika did you have any memorable summer reads from your schooling history no <laughs> nice wind up <laughs> deep breath on this uh, <laughs> no definitely not yeah me either uh no uh like i said the ones that i did uh came from sort of outside guidance either from like my like mom or someone in the family or just like my own interest i remember reading one summer getting really into the three investigators there's that mystery series it's kind of like the hardy boys but it's from the uk originally and but i got into them because it was the book was branded as like alfred hitchcock presents the three investigators Mm. and i was into hitchcock because i was a nerd was i am so i was like oh sweet hitchcock wrote a book and my mom was like no he didn't write it he's just has his name on it but i love those and that was a whole summer spent reading those for sure the westing game i read uh, i summer really read. that book yeah kind of a classic kid summer read i think and definitely a fun book to read for sure uh i mean nowadays like my summer reading is my my reading golden age uh that's when i get to do the most like uh we talked about before in the um canon versus canon or canon or canon episode about the road in between re- beginning and ending the road i read three of their books and that almost never happens during school semesters, uh, you know, when, when school's in, because I'm so busy otherwise. So this is a this is a nice place to be in for me. Do you find yourself choosing different kinds of things to read during summer, do you think? do you, Are you inclined to a different kind of literature when it's sunny outside and there's, you know, a nice breeze to go outside and wander around or kind of the same old thing for you? I think for summers, I look forward to reading everything I didn't get around to reading the rest of the year. Yeah. But people a... talk about beach reads often. Oh, yeah, no. Which, like, your summer vacation books are sort of like, you know, paperbacks that are 
you know, your Pattersons and stuff like that, things that are disposable. Probably the opposite for mm-hmm. me, where I probably read more challenging books in the summer. Yeah, more time. I have a little more time. Right. And I, I can pick at them a little more because I have. I tend to like leave a few books in different places, and then when I'm there, that's the book. So if there's right. a book outside in the backyard, then when I'm out there, that book's there, and I right. kind of pick at it until I move on to the next one, and there's another one in the living room or whatever. Yeah. Kind of books dropped around as like nesting yeah, like book stations elements yeah. yeah nico what about you well for the past couple of years i've been reading a hard maybe one year when did i read gravity's rainbow was that last year last year okay so ever since then <laughs> <laughs> i've been reading a hard book that i would not otherwise read mm. a little bit at a time uh which is probably not the best way to do it but it's the only way i right. will actually do it so uh, I'm doing that again, and I think, yeah, that's it's kind of I don't know it's kind of a big project, read. yeah. More than I, I I don't I I read like beach books most of the year, <laughs> right? That's interesting. So you're kind of the inverted, uh, <laughs> yeah. where during the during I mean the... I kind of skip around. I just do whatever right. I feel like. But so your challenge read this time is yeah. Okay. <laughs> your challenging book this summer is Jerusalem, the Alan Moore book. Yeah. yeah. So this this is Alan Moore, the creator of Watchmen. Yep. The creator of the Swamp Thing or the writer. Yeah. It is six hundred thousand words, <laughs> which is the length of I think War and Peace. Yeah. It is twelve hundred pages, and each of these pages are like dense. Yeah. This is a this is a phone book style. Five hundred words a page. Yeah. I've been reading it for approximately two months, and I am on page two hundred seven. <laughs> I legitimately don't know if i'm gonna finish this is it's 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 really well written Mm. it's he he has a good style he is really taking his fucking sweet time though god damn it it's so i'm uh it's about northampton uh which is where he's northampton yeah northampton that's where which is where he's from in the uh, uk not massachusetts yeah 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 and it's kind of like goes all through history and there's like all these kind of different kind of uh, mutating like story arcs and uh, there's like these weird things called the builders that people see that are like kind of supernatural beings and they play at this like supernatural pool hall <laughs> with all of with and all of the balls are the people in the boroughs and they like hmm. knock them around basically but so so the I've read the prologue and about half of book one so far and prologue was great i liked i liked it it was like kind of set everything up and then so far i'm like seven chapters into book one and each of the chapters takes the same general structure Mm. and it's like it takes a new character they are on some kind of a journey sometimes it's like it's somewhere usually within northampton sometimes outside they're going somewhere they're describing a lot of things describing a lot of landmarks they're going, they're going, and and halfway to three quarters of the way through, you eventually find out where they're going and why. <laughs> but before that, it's like a lot of just, and then he came down to the street, and there, there was the old chapel, and that's where they used to do this, and like Mr. Doddridge was the guy who used to live here, and the chapel is named after Mr. Doddridge, and it's like, before I have the skeleton 
of like what they're doing and why they're doing it and what all of this means it's like it's really difficult for me to to put all of these details anywhere right it's like how are you supposed to remember all these details when it's like i don't know what's important i don't know what's going on right and it's a brand new character and it's right. like so i'm hoping that the next book is going to have a little bit more clarity momentum maybe right i don't know it might it might it might not I'm curious to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Almore is famous for his, when he writes scripts for comics or when he wrote them, I guess, they're famously like really dense. Like he'd write really yeah. long, detailed scripts for his artists and would get like, you know, pages and pages for one panel sometimes. Right. Uh, and the artists were always like, okay, like it's always really interesting to read, but like, I'm just going to draw the guy here. Like usually. Right. So, I mean, not, I'm not surprised that it's that long because it seems like he doesn't have a problem. Right. With you know, no. words. And apparently he wrote a million words and then cut it down to 60,000. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether or not he that did rolls. that just to write a million words, but... <laughs> just to get it. there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and he has, like, I think he has, uh, like, really good ideas. Like, I really like The Watchmen. I read The yeah. Swamp Thing that, that he talked about. And, like, his idea in The Swamp Thing is that he had taken it over after the swamp thing had, had like been in an explosion or after this guy had been in an explosion and he became the swamp thing. And he was like, there's no way that somebody could have survived that explosion. So instead of like writing a way that he survived it, he didn't survive it. And right. what the new swamp thing is just like the plants in the swamp that basically ingested his exploded body and thought that they were him yeah. which is which is i think a great idea and i like i did like this setup so i'm so i'm really hoping that he kind of uses that <laughs> i hope his aims aren't too diffuse yeah that's a good summer read for sure because that requires a lot of attention and and the time that summer can afford yeah it, it might be a whole year it might be a 2022 <laughs> right. read yeah totally. i don't think i'm gonna be done by in the summer yeah 200 pages for two months is not uh that's, that's a year-long project if you do the math on that one uh anything that you're looking forward to reading brick that you haven't cracked yet that you've just kind of like gotten well I, I mean i did my plan is to read a bunch of gothic stuff yeah this summer but so far i haven't that's why you're dressed all in black <laughs> so you have eyeliner on i got a few that i'm gonna get through I, I did think of another thing of like the practice of summer reading that appeals to me uh which i think we now kind of have started doing ourselves with the canon to canon stuff which is everyone reading the same book yeah book there's club. not always a lot of kind of built-in short of a book club or something like that but like another another memorable one for me was uh, also vonnegut my entire freshman class of college was assigned to read galapagos before mm. before the first semester and that was like uh, the like touchstone book for the what the, the like liberal studies one class or whatever. Right. So like, just about everyone in my freshman class had this same kind of talking object, right? The, the this the same uh, experience of, of reading the book. I mean, sure, plenty of people probably didn't read it, but right. It it was just kind of there, right? And that's that's nice to. I think that'd be a hard thing to get a lot of people to read a book in November, right? Right. So kind of having that around summer is nice, and then we started doing it ourselves. And I think we're also more successful reading those books together over summer. Oh, so yeah, it totally. It seems like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, my school does those, you know, first year experience reads where everyone reads the the book and they're supposed to, or not supposed to, but you can sort of like organize teaching around it and that kind of stuff. And we get copies of them or we can get copies of them, but uh, I think I missed the last couple. You have to request it now, which is always kind of annoying. Just like, just put my fucking yeah, just put mailbox. It in my mailbox. Yeah, but yeah, it's cool. The last one I remember reading was Five Days of Memorial, which was that uh, nonfiction book about Katrina and the hospital that was where the doctor euthanized patients as they are evacuating and then was they were discovered and there was a big controversy and a trial over whether that was murder or not and it was cool because that was the hospital that was right next to where i lived in new orleans when i moved there it was like literally a block away so it was a cool reading experience not only just to share it with students but also it was interesting to me personally too right. well uh listeners tell us what's on your summer reading list or what are you looking forward to reading how do you read in the summer what's your habit like you can find us on Yak uh, Twitter, rather. Uh, tell us that, at Yak Babies. Yeah, we should have our own Twitter called Yak Twitter. Yeah, Yitter. Uh, you can also get email your, us. Get your reaction. <laughs> reactions. Baby snack. You can uh, email us at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com if you want to share thoughts there. And then please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash yakbabies, where our bonus podcast lives. There's a whole universe of other podcasts there for you to listen to. There's games and stories a uh, little kind of ad-lib cutouts from episodes that are funny and just not uh, for the main feed and the entire episodes are shows rather including 101 ghost jokes ranked which is, is hiding there as well so for one dog get all that and enjoy it have fun so we want you to do and then also our merch store tinyurl.com slash babies where we have merch t-shirts posters i'm wearing a shirt right now that has the m&m's m&m guy on it peanut m&m uh, peanut butter m&m guy saying let reason have its day a reference to the Halloween candy tournament from last uh, fall. So look at that stuff and check it out and enjoy it and buy it. That'd be great. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. I just realized I haven't checked the email in probably a year. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've emailed us, we didn't respond. <laughs> we'll get on that. We should do a mailbag episode sometime. Well, let's see if there's any The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael. Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. Oh.